If you want to, you can go ahead and open your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. In the meantime, I want to take you on a little tour. I want to take you to a tour of a place I spent nine years of my life. Okay, we have a First Responder Sunday coming up. We have a First Responders Week coming up. 9-11 uh, coming up. Make us think about firemen and first responders. I want to take you to the fire station. Some of you have been to a fire station. Some of you haven't. It's a, it's a really cool place. It's a really unique place. It's, a, it's called our home. As a fireman, this is our house. It's called a fire house because we spend a lot of time there, 24 hours at a time. You'll spend there away from your family home to spend time in another home. In this firehouse, you can take a walk around and you can walk through the doors and see the apparatus. That's a fancy term for fire trucks because you'll have a ladder truck and you'll have an engine and you'll have a, a district chief car at some houses and you'll have an ambulance, the dreaded ambulance, in case you didn't know. You keep walking around, you'll find a fire pole. It's beautiful, shiny. It's also dangerous, uh, especially when, at like 3 a.m. You're just walking around and you go through the open doors and you better grab hold on to it and, and get your legs around it. You can keep walking around and you'll find in the firehouse one of the greatest places is the kitchen. You'll find the kitchen. There's great pots and pans. There's, uh, there's nice cast iron pans that's been cooked on for decades and it's, it's very coveted in the fire station. And of course you can walk around and you can find these big, on these shelves you'll find stacks and stacks and stacks of binders and books for training and records and all kinds of different things. And then of course you'll find a computer with all kinds of stuff, uh, certain CE you're supposed to keep up with and uh, district-wide training, department-wide training, HR, uh, all kinds of different stuff we're supposed to keep up with. But I wonder today, if you walked around the fire station and didn't find any firemen, that would be a problem. The apparatus without firemen, it's not gonna, not gonna work very good. All the fire hose is not, what's it gonna do? It's not gonna do anything without firemen. And I wonder today, if we took a tour of the modern church, and if we walked around the church, and we saw the pews, and we saw the cameras, and we saw all the Bibles. Surely there would be Bibles in the house of God. And we saw the libraries stacked full of books. And we saw all the VBS and Vacation Bible School uh, literature. And what if we saw um, all the different study material we have all the different maps of the city that we want to reach, all the different houses we want to reach. As we took a tour around the house of God, we couldn't find any holy men of God to take the word out. Let's pray this evening. Father, Lord, we love you tonight. Father, I pray, God, in 1 Thessalonians, God, it's, it's talking about holy men, Lord, that want to change the world. Father, the Apostle Paul was one of them. And he was crying to the Thessalonians to be one of them, too. Father, we ask, Lord, for your divine wisdom, your Holy Spirit to move. Father, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If we read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, it starts out with a word that says, Furthermore, so we should back up one verse. because Let's just back up one verse. And it says, To the end he may establish your hearts unblameable, in holiness before God, even our Father, and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all saints. 
So even, even more than being unblameable in holiness before God, let's see what he's going to beseech us uh, to do. Brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus Christ, or uh, Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us, how ye ought to walk and to please God, so that ye would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we have we gave you by the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despises, despises not man, but God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit. The first thing we notice that sticks out right at us is that holiness is not optional. Christian and holiness are not in two separate camps. They are in the same camp. Amen. To be a Christian is to be holy. Amen. Let's look at verse 2. It says, For ye know what commandments we gave you by who? By, by, by the, uh, the Lord Jesus. The commandment to be holy does not come from men, but rather it comes from a holy God. Time would fail us to do a full exhaustive study on holiness, so I've kind of cut it down here. But I'm going to read just a couple verses. Uh, but, has, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy, 1 Peter 1.15. And ye shall be holy unto me, for I am the Lord, I the Lord am holy, and have uh, severed you from other people, that ye should be mine. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. For the prosopy... For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell, up, fell on them and on us at the beginning. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. The, the, grief, uh, the grief and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, 
of whom God hath given to them that obey him. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which ye have received of the Holy Ghost, as we, as well as we? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. And we could go on and on and on and on through Scripture. It is commanded of the Lord that we be holy, for He is holy. And I think if we were to go around and take a little tour of Christ and His church, I think we're going to struggle finding holy men and women of God. We can find a lot of things. And we can find a lot of things, but what's going to make a difference in this world is holy men and holy women. Who did God choose? It says that he chose holy men. And then we have a question we have to reckon with ourselves. Does holiness define us? Yeah, preaching to myself... No, no preacher can study without preaching to himself. Does holiness define us? Let's look in verse 5. It says, This is talking about the Gentiles, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God. The Gentiles are easy to spot because they are unholy. They don't, think, they don't care about the things that God's people care about. They're, they're defined by something other than holiness, which is unholiness. That's how they're defined. But for a Christian, it, sh it should not be a characteristic of the Christian, but rather it should define the Christian to be holy as the Lord is. And I just, I just wonder today if we could just step back from all the things that we do and all the, all the things that we run around every day and the different time we spend doing different things and just ask ourselves before God at each individual and say, does holiness define me? And it's, it's really difficult in this world, in this city, in this life, between family, friends, uh, the ministry, different things, being busy, to be, to take time. Holiness, what is holiness? Holiness is something that is completely set apart. That's what God said. He said, I, I severed you from, from, the, uh, from the Gentiles to be a set-apart nation. And so as Christians, I think we would have a better effect on the gospel, and we had a better effect with our witness, if the world knew that we were different, that we were completely set apart in our ways, in our dealings, what does the Apostle Paul say here? He says in, um, he says in verse, uh, let's look at verse 6, and it says that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. He's saying that as Christians, you shouldn't be defrauding anyone. That's, that's part of being holy. That's what, we're, that's what he's talking about. The opposite of this stuff is being holy is by not defrauding your brother. And I'm just saying, if, if we were to just come out from among them, oh, that's in the New Testament, come out from among them and be ye separate. I wonder how much time we spend actually being set apart and separated for God's use. Do we take time to fast? 
Do we take time to pray? Do we take time to spend alone time with Him and Him only in His Word, in His ways, and with His holy men? We're naturally going to, as iron sharpens iron, that's, how, that's what we're going to naturally, uh, we're, we're defined by our friends. Birds of a feather flock together. Are, do we spend time with holy people? By no means am I saying, oh, you just need to come out from the world. No, no, no. We know Jesus was a friend of sinners. He was right there with them, but he was also holy. And he didn't participate in the things they participate. He didn't say that you should do them. In fact, after he healed somebody, a lot of times he said, what? Go and sin no more. He gave them a call unto holiness as well. Holiness should clearly define the Christian and not just be a characteristic of the Christian life. It's not something that's on the outside that's painted, but rather it's what glows on the inside is holiness. What's going to keep us? What, what's what's going to keep us going? What's going to keep us? Uh, what's going to keep? Uh, what's going to give us that that drive? And it's it's spending that holy time with God. He's what keeps you going in this world. This world is the opposite. It wants to. It wants to wind you down. It wants to grind you. As the devil says, he wants to sift you all the good things out of you and just get in the sifter and just, just keep sifting you and sifting you. But rather, when you spend time with a holy God and holy scriptures, with holy men, you get built up. And I'm not talking about you personally, but I'm talking about your soul on the inside for the Lord Jesus Christ. Where do we get that fire from? Where do we get that zeal from? We get that zeal from spending time with a holy God. What have we lost? Uh, I was in, I was in children's church teaching, but I heard all about it about Pastor Clayton teaching that we've lost a little bit of our zeal. We've lost a little bit of pep in our step. We've lost a little bit of of excitement, if you want to call it. We get excited about a lot of things. I get very emotional about political things. Okay, it's not hard for me when someone says, "Hey, look at this article. Did you see it?" And I go, "Oh my goodness, this is ridiculous." But when it comes to the things of God, do we, do we even get excited anymore? Does it even, does it even um, twist your screws a little bit? Yeah. Or do you need some oil? You might need some oil. You might need some fresh oil, fresh, fresh atonement, a fresh touch from the Lord. That's what we need. We need more zeal for the things of God, for the house of God. I wish I was in here. I need to go back and watch that. I need to go back and watch that message. Let's take a look at verse 8. He therefore that despises, despises not man, but God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit. Despises would be like have no regard for. If you have no regard for holiness... It says right there, the verse before verse 7, For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despises, despises not man, but God, who also had given unto his, his Holy Spirit. You, you, you don't want to be holy. You don't want to be set apart for God's use. You don't want to live the Christian life that God defines for us. You're, you're not hurting other men. You're hurting God. You're, you're, you're disregarding God. You're not disregarding man, but you're disregarding God. You're despising God when you do that. 
And it says right there, well, how do we even live this life? Oh, it says right there, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit. Of course we can't do it in the flesh. We fail every day. And we do fail every day because we spend a lot of our day living in the flesh because we don't live by the Spirit. Because we get in our car and we take one drive down the road and we get in the flesh. Amen. Even on the way to church. <laughs> but for a Christian, we've got to do this. A Christian to have no regard for a holy life unto God sanctified for him and for his service. You're going, you're either you're not saved or you're so far backslidden you can't even see the light anymore. And I and some of these, like I said, we can go through, we can go through life with the right Bible, the right clothes, the right literature. We know the right answers, but to really make a difference, I think we're going to have to live a holy life. I think we're going to have to be sanctified unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Look in verse 3 for me. It says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. It says sanctification, and then it goes into holy, holiness. The opposite of uncleanness is holiness. But... Also, I want to note one thing here. A lot of us know the second half of chapter 4. The second half of chapter 4 is going to deal with the return of Christ. I think we're 2,000 years closer to the return of Christ. I think we would all agree. In the Apostle Paul's day, as he's teaching the Thessalonians, he clearly was saying it's very important to live a holy life because the return of Christ draweth near. I wonder, we're 2,000 years closer Perhaps we should be in the same. A holy life is not is not popular. It's not even even among Christians it's not popular. I think it should be. I think it should be. I think it's something we should talk about. I think I think the world, when your name comes up, should say that that man is different. He's separated. There's things that he does. There's things that he doesn't do that we do or that we don't do. I got a, I got a funny story. A uh, guy working for me, he, uh, yesterday we were reading instructions on something. And I read it and I said, it says right here, you have to mix part A with part B. And it says, don't try to makes it any different. You've got to mix all of part A with all of part B or it's not going to work. So we mixed it the first time and he used it. He said, I didn't like the way it was. It just dried too fast. And I said, well, it's too bad. That's just what it says to do. That's what we have to do. Well, towards the end of the day, I came back in there and uh, he said, hey, this stuff ain't drying. I said, uh, well, you mixed the second batch of it, right? He said, yeah. I said, did you mix all of part A with all of part B? He said, uh, kind of. I said, uh, what do you mean kind of? He said, well, I didn't put as much of part A because I felt like that was the problem. It, it dried too fast, so I didn't put as much. And I said, uh, it's not going to dry at all. So we came back this morning, 
And I said, all this grout in this entire shower is still just as wet as can be. And I said, what are we going to do now? And he said, I guess I'm going to scrape it all out. And I say that to say this. God tells us things for a reason. And even though we look at a situation and go, well, perhaps I can do this, or I can do this, or I can manipulate this a little bit, because that's what he did. He manipulated it some. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't not put it. He did put it, but he manipulated what the instruction said. And too often than not, we do some manipulating with God's words. And we're very easy to manipulate when it comes to holiness. Because our culture creeps in, and it creeps in all over the place. It creeps into your home, creeps into your mind, creeps into your eyes. We live in a world. I mean, we do. We live in a world. I, I can't live in a box. Well, maybe if Leslie kicked me out, maybe. But I can't live in a box. I have to go to work. I have to drive down the roads. I have to go to stores. I have to have interactions with people. And if you're in this building, I'm sure you're in the same boat as well. And, and you just have to be careful that the world and their culture is not defining you, but this book and what God says should be defining you. This is what the Paul's Paul's talking about. He's talking about be careful and don't be like the Gentiles. They're the ones that act like that. They are, they are natural affection. They don't even understand the spiritual life. They can't because they don't have the Lord Jesus Christ. But we know better from verse 8 that God has given us His Holy Spirit. So you say to me, you say, well, that's great. I would love to be holy. I would love to be holy every day of every second of my life. Well, me too. And you know what? You can if you walk in the Spirit. But we have times of walking in the Spirit, and we have times of walking in the flesh. And we just have to be much more intentional about walking in the Spirit. Uh, the older I get, the more I realize something. If you are not intentional about doing it, it will probably never get done. Uh, tell, your, tell your kids, hey, Clean the room. Uh, do this, do that. Uh, if they don't get intentional about it, it won't get done. And I think we can all have our own life lessons of doing that. And I don't think it's any different living the life that God wants us to live. We must be intentional about living a holy life for God. And those are not my words. Those are God's words. God used holy men. And I don't think that's changed. Today, he's looking for holy men and holy women to take the book and take it out into the world and preach and teach the gospel. Let's look at one more thing. One more thing before I, I wrap up. I want to look at... Um, wait, I lost my spot. Hold on. I want to look at something here. Wait, that's a lot of turning. Uh, I want to look at something really interesting here. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Well, let's back up to verse 3 
uh, 13, which we started in, it says, To the end he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, with all his saints. Furthermore, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. You know what commandments we gave, uh, gave you by the Lord Jesus. For verse 3, for this is the will of God. Um, let's look at, let's skip verse 4, let's look at 5. It says, the Gentiles which knew not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, uh, that the Lord is the avenger of all such. Verse 7, for God hath not called unto us, uh, us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despises, despises not man, but God, who also is given unto us his Holy Spirit. There's a great theme in verse 8. And sorry, in, uh, in, in chapter 4, verse 1 through 8. It's God, the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. How are we going to live that life? It's through God. It's through His Holy Spirit. It's through His Word. And the Apostle Paul is putting great emphasis on that, that it's God, it's Jesus Christ, it's the blood of, it's the blood of Jesus Christ. It's under, it's under that. Where do we get that, that fresh anointment from? I, we get it from the cross. Amen. We've probably spent a little bit too much time away from the cross. We're looking everywhere else and looking at all the problems of the world and we're looking at all the lost men and all the wars and rumors of wars and famine and rumors of famine. I think we should just turn around and just, just turn around and look at the cross and you'll get a, a fresh perspective on life. And you'll say, we just need to spend a little bit more time the Lord Jesus Christ with God. And you get a fresh perspective, a fresh anointment. We need everyone to be holy. The race is a long race. It's a big race. And I, I was listening to a story, and it was, a, it was about war. And the guy said, he said this. He said, we got dropped off in the middle of the jungle, and we were fighting people and for the highest stakes because we were fighting for each other's lives. And I thought about that, and I said, he actually was not fighting for the highest stakes. We are fighting for the highest stakes because they're fighting for the physical body, but we're fighting for the spiritual body. Yeah. And I hope, I hope we grasp just a little bit of that. Yeah. So we have a great, a great fight to face, and we're going to have to do it through being holy men and women of God. Let's close. Father, I'm thankful, Lord, to... Um, be able to stand here and proclaim your word. Father, I'm thankful for Brother Will in the church. Father, I'm thankful, God, for your word that it, it calls us over and over again. It talks about your Sabbath day being holy, your people being holy, being set apart, come out from among them and be separate. The Apostle Paul here is talking about that we're not called unto uncleanness, but we're called unto holiness, Lord. And that we're only going to do that by spending more time and by living through the Spirit of God. Father, help us all, Lord. There's no doubt there's no one perfect in this room. But, Father, there's ones in this room that desire to be more perfect, that desire to live uh, and be holy men and holy women of God. Father, I pray you'd help each one of us, Lord, to draw close to you, Lord, because then you said you'd draw close to us. Father, we love you tonight. Father, in Jesus' name, amen.